move and work that lymphatic system and get that blood flowing, circulating. We want the lymph nodes to move around and clean up all the grunge and our system, move out the grunge and put in clean fluids and blood, you know. That's the purpose. So that's why we kick off this show with Janelle Moniz, Tightrope featuring Big Boys. And I need to welcome you too. First, I want to say hello. How are you today? Welcome to Soul Purpose Tuesday. This is your. We are here with your mid morning lunchtime wellness groove. And today we have a special guest, public health advocate and techpreneur, Yaya John Lee. And we have our cooking segment, Cooking with Flavor, with Anthony Stewart today. So we're here to have fun. We're here to walk in wellness and for you to take a moment in the middle of your day or your mid-morning for wellness group. We want you to think well, to be well, to speak well. So we're back here with your active affirmation. I'm walking in wellness with soul purpose. So repeat it after me. Let's say it one more time all together. I'm walking in wellness with soul purpose. Okay. So our question for the day is what you put in your mouth, on your skin, and allow into your spirit. Is it life-giving or life-robbing? So just jot that down for your question of the day. Is what I put in my mouth, on my skin, and what I allow into my spirit, is it life-giving or life-robbing? So just think about that. And as you eat, as you go out, ask about, even if you're eating out, what do you cook this food with? Do you use white sugar? Do you use white salt? flour, you know, what season things, you know, is this frozen food that you prepare, is it fresh, read the label if you go into the store, the supermarket, read your label, start knowing at least what you are ingesting in your body, and your skin products, start reading the label, because our skin is porous, therefore, whatever you put on your skin, including your scalp, can seep into your pores, and once it does that, it gets into your tissues and can also travel to the bloodstream. And then what type of things are you allowing into your spirit? Is it feeding you, feeding positivity, feeding growth, feeding, you know, your goals, your dreams, your aspiration? Um, Are there things you're allowing into your spirit that get you down after, after you've been around them? Uh, if, if they're people or the situation afterwards, you feel down, um, you feel deflated. Um, do you happen, you know, you know, what are your atmosphere like? There are atmospheres that like get work and all different things. You may can't control the overall, but maybe there are some things you can do within your little space to help you center and focus. And part of that is listening to your soul purpose Tuesday. And I, didn't share, just in case you didn't know, I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams. I am your host for this moment in time. 
I am also the founder of I'm Walking in Wellness, program director. I am a marketing and business strategist. And this show, Soul Purpose Tuesday, to hear off the foundation of the Soul Purpose Lifestyle Company, which launched in 2008. And this show is more than an affirmation. We are here to inspire you to natural living and empower you to achieve wellness from the inside out, your mind, your body, your soul, and your bank account. So your bank account, yes. You know, two different ways. The Soul Purpose Lifestyle Company, it is a direct selling company social responsible company, and it redefines empowerment by supporting people in their individual vision and purpose through the marketing of highly differentiated, natural, botanically-based beauty and wellness products. So with that, as a customer, because we should be using these type of products on our bodies in any way, So as a customer, you have the opportunity to be a preferred customer by joining us, the Soul Purpose Group, which gets you your items at a discount. So 25, 30% 30 off. Most items, 30% off. So you pay less. That helps your bank account to pay less for higher quality. It is spa-quality products. So in the spa, the cost of these things are generally doubled. Then the other is the business opportunity. If you like it so much and you want to earn additional money and you want to do a great business and you want to do well in business and financially, and you want to do that by doing good, good for the people, that's our socially responsible company then you can do it here with Soul Purpose. You have the opportunity to build your own Soul Purpose business, your way with your vision. So that is how we empower your bank account. So our call to action for you today as you listen through this show is for you to be more than our valued listener because we value you as a listener. We also want you to be our wellness partner and for you to empower others. And you can do that as a customer as a lifestyle party host, as a community partner. I'm Walking in Wellness itself is an 11-module community wellness program. So we go out into the community once a month, hold health and wellness days at different community centers and faith-based community centers. So we go there once a month, we hold free health and wellness days. So you could be our community partner. You could you could host it. You could, you know, ask us to come out and host free health and wellness days for the community you serve and your community around you. And then also as an empowered entrepreneur, establish your own business. So that's our call to action. So now we're going to get right into our show and get started because our guest, Yaya, he is here. And he's a public health advocate. And we have a few questions we want to ask Yaya. First, we want to get to know him. You know, who is Yaya? Who is John the Yaya? And um, then we want to know a little bit more about 
you know, what is a public health? What is public health? You know, I know I, that's a question that I'm asking for myself. And then beyond what is public health, we want to know is um, what are issues. We're going to ask them what are public health issues that are impacting the African-American community, women of color, and women women of color, then women in general, and then the American community, what are our public health issues? So they may or may not differ, but just so we understand what our overall issues, and you will learn that most of these overall issues are based on the reason why we're going through our cleanse and all, because of the poor nutrition and lifestyle that we lead. All of this processed foods, all of these processed foods that we have and all, it's all based on that. So our, oh, please forgive me. Please forgive me, people. Please forgive me. I don't mean to stutter. I'm just having a lot of disturbances around me. But, um, you know, our, you will find because of our lifestyles, what we eat, what we put in our body, on our skins and things, causes certain diseases. And um, these become public health crisis because of our lifestyles. So that's why it's so important. And when I found out that Yaya, he's actually a client of ours, and we'll tell you a little bit more about his his new ventures in tech. But um, when I found out he was a public health advocate, I thought it was very important to have him on. So let's say hello to Yaya. Hello, John. John, Hello. okay, all righty. Yeah. I see you here on two lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for having I'm me on. <laughs> we're doing great, and it's great to have you. So we're here to learn from you today. But awesome. um, as we start, the whole world wants to know, who is this Yaya John? Everybody wants to know, who are you? You know, who's the man? Tell us a little bit about the person. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a question I ask myself on a daily basis, right? As we we all continue to um, reinvent ourselves as we go through um, different challenges in life. But um, at the moment, (laughs) at the moment, I would say um, Yahya John is a a social entrepreneur. um, And uh, my focus right now, but... I also, like you stated, also have a background, extensive background in public health. I've been studying uh, black health, black community health for the last 10 years. Um, So I kind of describe myself as a public health professional turned social entrepreneur. And uh, the reason why I turned to social entrepreneurship was really of just my experience being in the world of public health and being dissatisfied with – the you know the uh progress you know the the progress mm-hmm. I thought I could make more of an impact as an entrepreneur in uh, promoting health and preventing disease in the black community than I than I you know than I did think that I could make in the uh public health arena so that's why I consider myself a social entrepreneur so You're right well um, where are you from I mean, what part of the world did you do you hail from we're born right, in, and right. what part of the world are you in now? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, I grew up in a uh, small community called Pumphrey, Pumphrey, Maryland. Uh, okay. And that's like, 
that's like uh, right outside of Cherry Hill, Lanthicum Heights, Nursery Road, um, so near Baltimore, uh, okay. Baltimore, Maryland. So um, if you ever ventured down to Baltimore, Maryland, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's where I'm from. Okay. And so where are you now? Where, where, where are you based right, now? Right, right now um, in the beautiful, wonderful, um, highly uh, teched and, uh, you know, beautiful city of Philadelphia, um, okay. I love it here. I, I love uh, the vibe here. I love the people here. Um, you know, it's so much. It's so much culture here. It's so much to do. So it's been a great experience for me. Okay. Okay. So he's a Philadelphian like I am. Everyone. <laughs> so Philly. <laughs> uh, so um, our next question is, you know, at least this is my question, is just by definition, um, we would love to know what is public health? Right, right. Well, public health really is about three, the, the three Ps, you could call them the three Ps, and that's promoting health, um, that's preventing disease, and, um, oh, my goodness, I was the third P. <laughs> Prom- oh, protect, you know. So you're promoting, you're preventing, you're protecting the health of the pe- the people, so okay. that's that's what it really boils down to. Um, okay. So that's what public health is. Um, so you're looking at when you when you talk about public health, you're really looking at um, the population. So you you're taking a bird's eye view of approach to, um, you know, to a large group of people, and you're saying you're asking questions. What can you what can you do to uh, prevent disease? In, in the population, and so in order to prevent disease, you have to know what diseases are already prevalent. Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself, okay, um, you know, well, how could I also protect people? So you're asking yourself, what is in the environment already that is that is detrimental to people's health? And then, you know, finally you ask yourself, how can you promote health within the larger population? And so you're asking yourself, you know, what is the best practices a person could take to take, you know, to to uh, advance their health, and also what is the best practices that a, a job, uh, an employer could take, um, a city could take to protect it, to promote the health of of the people. So, mm-hmm. so okay. that's what public health is. Alrighty, so that's it. Now we clearly understand, <laughs> and. Um, so from that, we wanted to ask what public health issues or what do they feel are the issues? Um, because I know your goal is to prevent, prevent disease, but what are the, you know, what, what do you feel is the status, the public health status or problems of the African-American community? Because you did say you specialize in that. So what are the major issues that are impacting us as a community right now overall? Because I know you have right. various different regions. Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, um, you know, what's affecting black people and what's affecting black health right now? Well, um, you know, in, in a sense, it's the same things that are really affecting the larger, um, you know, the nation as a whole. But it's just that black people, um, you know, face these, um, you know, suffer disproportionately, or we have a higher level of disparity of the of those same diseases within side the black community. And so, you know, one of the the problems in uh, 
lot of industrialized countries now, um, and then one of the biggest problems in the United States now is the pro proliferation of chronic diseases. And so when you say chronic diseases, that's a uh, disease that's uh, created over time. So over time, um, you know, the body is, um, is, is being um, affected in a certain type of way. So some of those chronic diseases, the five um, top causes of death in the, in the African community, um, four out of five of them are chronic diseases. And so you're talking about, like, heart disease. Okay. Um, so um, in 2007, you know, uh, 74,000 of us, you know, uh, passed uh, due, to chronic, due to heart disease. Um, and, and cancer uh, coming in at number two. Um, mm -hmm. Stroke. Okay. Um, diabetes. So those were the four. Those were the four leading um, causes of death, and the fifth one was unintentional injuries. So you know, the, what ties heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes together is um, is that lifestyle that we we are living within the United States. They kind of all follow the same kind of uh, course. You know, um, mm -hmm. and that has to do with, um, you know, the way in which we live now with, you know, stress, stressful environment, you know, um, access to unhealthy um, foods, maybe, um, you know, unfavorable work conditions, maybe um, unfavorable housing conditions, but all of those things add up, all those things that add up to affect our health over time. And so we end up being susceptible susceptible to one of these chronic diseases. So, you know, um, if you were to ask, like, why heart disease and why diabetes, it all depends on what, what your uh, susceptibility is as far as your heredity, you know, what's with, within with your DNA, you know, what, mm -hmm. which, what may affect you and your family and what, you know, how will your body uh, break down, you know, will you... Will you succumb to heart disease? Will you succumb to cancer? Will you succumb to stroke? Will you succumb to diabetes? You know, um, like like I said before, they're all kind of um, due to due to this unhealthy lifestyle that we are you know we're living in 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 the United States. And okay. So, and you know, in other industrialized countries as well, have seen um, this huge spike in uh, chronic chronic diseases, and so, you know, um, obesity and things like that all play a huge part and a huge role in, into, um, you know, the proliferation of these diseases, but stress is also a huge factor as well because we know the stress also, you know, could cause, um, actually stress actually helps people gain, <laughs> gain weight. We know people develop mm -hmm. eating disorders due to stress, so there's a lot, there's a lot happening there's a lot, a lot of things going on um, in the African American community that's causing this uh, proliferation in, in chronic diseases. Okay, alrighty. So I, I, I take notes as well, you know, as we're on this show. So um, so yeah, now I'm going to put all of these things in the chat room. I'm um, Getting ready to open up the chat room. Right, right. So, I mean, um, mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, if you look, um, you know, if you go past the five leading causes of death, I mean, you go into um, homicide, um, chronic lower respiratory dis- uh, diseases, kidney disease, HIV, and then uh, septicemia. So, um, and, and I would also like to mention, too, that poverty, poverty plays a huge role in disease as well, you know. And I also feel like, um, I mean, it's a pretty, it's already pretty much um, known throughout the world that um, that poverty actually is is one of the biggest risk factors for disease. Um, it, it it was not it was published uh, not too long ago by I believe it was Harvard uh, University that that stated if you were to calculate um, all of the uh, deaths due to poverty, it would actually be one of the leading causes of death within the United States, and so. Disease follows a social gradient. It follows a social gradient. And so as people uh, face different challenges throughout their life course, you know, you'll see the body, the body, the human body, which is a very sensitive thing, it will mm-hmm. tend to break down and become susceptible to one of these these diseases. And so you hear a lot of people talk about holistic health. And like yeah. you said, you, you know, your mind, your body, um, your occupation, all these things, you know, um, it's already proven. The world already knows it, that all of these things, our jobs, uh, our environment, our communities, um, our relationships, um, the food that we have access to, the food that we choose to eat, um, the way we deal with stress, um, our spirituality, all these things work together. All these things work together to determine, you know, um, really, how we if we will live or or, or or if we die prematurely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is like really some good information. And um again, well I was just really interested because, you know, public health we're dealing here in health. But this is one of the reasons why I want our audience to know because, I mean, holistic health, a lot of, you know, it's big business. People tell you, oh, get this beauty stuff or get these herbs or get this, get that. But it's not just someone trying to sell you something. And it's not just about losing weight. Everybody says, oh, get skinny here, get skinny here. It's really not about losing weight. It's really about being healthy. And in Eastern religion, see, Eastern religions don't separate themselves from their medicine because they feel to be healthy, you must be balanced body, mind, and spirit. You're not considered healthy unless you're balanced in all of those areas. And, you know, hence, you know, and the proof is in, in the stress. It's Western religion. I mean, Western living that focuses more on pathology and medicine and focus on a disease. And they start at the disease and then work their way, while Eastern medicine focuses on prevention. You know, how do we keep the body optimal? Because it's already designed that way. You know, our cells are structured to be self-healing, so everything you should do should be to preserve the pureness of the structure that already exists. And then when you encounter anything that disturbs that, then you work at ridding that in order to keep the structure, the cell, and the body in its optimal form. Right, right. Unfortunately, that's, so, that's so true. That's mm-hmm. so true. I think... Um, 
you know, if you study the history of public health, his, uh, public health really, um, it really became prominent when um, people, uh, I believe it was like in South Carolina, they wanted to um, prevent uh, people from getting malaria. If you believe it or not, malaria was a really big deal, um, you know, maybe two, 200 years ago. Um, and so, you know, Unfortunately, public health has gone down this road of, of like just like you said, of treating the, the disease, of treating the pathology, of of, of focusing on um, prevention and not um, focusing on treating the whole body or or um, allowing the, allowing um, optimal conditions for the body to heal itself. So you know we've we've kind of gone down gone down this road of preventing communicable diseases, and we've been real good at that. We've been real okay. good. Public health has been excellent at that. But if you look right now, like I said at the top of this conversation, what are the diseases that we are suffering from now? They are not communicable diseases. They are all mm-hmm. chronic diseases. And so okay. you know um, you know we want innovation and in technology and stuff like that, but we also need innovation in health. Because mm-hmm. the public health world really needs to um, figure out, you know, how it's going to deal with this new issue. We've we've gone down the road of communicable diseases. We've been really good at stopping communicable diseases. But now we're all suffering from chronic diseases. Chronic diseases are the issue. And so now we have to look at this thing differently. And like you said, you know, we could, you know, it would be advantageous of us to benefit from Eastern ideas and Eastern medicine mm-hmm. because that will give us a, a more of a holistic uh, approach, you know, to to this crisis. Okay. Yes, 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 definitely. Alrighty. So um, I'm going to find our, make sure I have all our questions in. So now you told us, you know, what's impacting now. Are these um, chronic diseases also impacting the American community as a whole? Are these also the top for the American community, or are these the top five for the um, black community? No, these are these are the same. We are all, um, yes, okay. yes. Americans for in everyone. general are suffering Americans. from chronic chronic diseases. Yes, okay. These are the these diseases are are also you know number one for the rest of the population. Okay. And so um, even as women, these are our majors as well? That's correct. Okay. All right. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. And okay. Well, um, this has definitely been a good lesson, good information. Now, um, then what I just want to share, everyone, um, it, you know, as John stated, He's a public health professional. He has his master's. That's where he's been working. But he felt like, as you stated, you would be more effective in the entrepreneurial arena. So um, tell us your life as a techpreneur. And he came to me as a client with his platform, Uni5. So tell us more about Uni5. Right, right. Um, You know, being in the world of public health and... um, um, just being haunted with the data um, and the um, you know the crisis within an within our within the African American community 
and understanding that, you know, this is, you know, a problem that's bigger than our individual behaviors. Um, you know, although, you know, making healthy choices is great, but when you really take a bird's eye view, again, at this problem, we have a social and economic problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and also, too, public health is not just about, um, you know, prevention, you know, although if you read the definition, they'll tell you prevention, promotion, protection, but also to me, uh, you know, and this is just my own theory, you know, public health is really of an indicator. To me, it's just an indicator of the way society is organized, how okay. society has chosen to organize itself. And so, um, you know, while I was in while I was in class, while I was in at Drexel University, um, you know, on my way to my master's degree, I just I had this idea. I had this idea of of, of uh, creating a tool, uh, creating a tool to help black people organize. Mm-hmm. And so um, that initial idea just, you know, followed me, you know, just followed me around. And as much as I tried to push it to the side to, to concentrate on getting my degree, every time I would look around, it would be like, you know, my idea would be staring me, staring me right in the face, you know. So um, it's something that I couldn't uh, let go. So, you know, that idea became another idea and another idea, you know, just ideas if you, if you, um, if they allow the seed, they'll just, they'll just grow and they'll just, you know, they'll just shooting off different branches everywhere. And that, and, and you'll find out that one idea leads to, to many, um, you know, to, to many different, bit larger ideas. Well, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I decided I wanted to create a tool. So the tool that I came up with was called Unifive, and uh, Unifive is a tool that allows anyone with a smartphone to create a, a, a funding community. And uh, the reason why I wanted to help, you know, our community develop a funding community, like I said, is that uh, you know our biggest health risk. It's poverty. You know, our health risk is poverty. About uh, 25% of African Americans are, you know, are, are in poverty. And if you go to different um, cities, it's, uh, you know, the the percentages, you know, go up. It's 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 staggering. And um, you know, in single parent households, that goes up to about 40%. Um, and not only that, but if you look at the African American communities, we also lack some very, we also lack legitimate institutions that could solve problems within our community, but also um, provide us with employment. Um, and so, you know, you know, by creating this this platform that allows people cre- to create a funding community, I'm hoping to. Um, helping in a fun way, allowing black people to come together to support themselves, to fundraise and volunteers for good ideas to create legitimate institutions that can employ them, that can service their needs, and that can um, address problems within their, within their community. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what the outcome, that's what, you know, that's what we want to see with 
uh, the outcome with Unify. That's what we would like to see happen in the in the community. So. Okay. Well, it's great. So I'm just, this is the definition that helps bring clarity to me. Uni 5, and it's UNI dash the number 5. And the website is www.uni dash F-I-V-E dot com, Uni 5. And the Uni 5 means to come together, to show solidarity, to unite, to be mutual, to give $5 and to give five hours of volunteer time to create joiner leader unity, which is considered a funding community. A unity is equal to a funding community to support a mission or cause of that community, to give and volunteer, and to act on one accord, to become a $5 fundraiser in a project on Uni5, to become a five-hour volunteer for a task of a Uni5, to work together to help innovation, to unite around entrepreneurship, activism, movements, events, and research and education. It is to empower projects, to unite in a unity around projects, to make alliance with other unities, other funding communities. So you have one, 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 so rather than everybody just going for their own, to actually create an alliance of funding communities right here on Uni5. And it's to organize, utilize, and mobilize for social change. And what is so important about this is it's also an opportunity to put forth an idea and to ask for support from the community and to help you be more innovative. But what is so important, like everyone's jumping on a crowdfunding bandwagon, and 90% or more of the people jumping on are failing. And that's because you just jump out there, you think, okay, I ask people, I'm going to get a crowdfunding platform because I ask people will fund. No. Crowdfunding is about organizing and mobilizing your existing crowd. And to get them revved up and for and to excite them enough that they'll go out and rev out their crowds and bring all of these crowds together around your project. That is the purpose. So when most people go out there and launch a crowdfunding campaign, they don't notify their crowd. They don't stay in, they don't mobilize their crowd. They don't organize their crowd. They just launch and all of a sudden you hear somebody has a campaign. And so other people aren't sharing it. And so what happens is we have more failures. And then online, it looks like you don't even have a crowd because you got a $10,000 goal and you raised 300 bucks. Well, you don't really have any people. That's what it appears. But most of the time, many of us do have people, but we haven't taken the time to organize and mobilize. So Uni5 is such a great platform and a missing piece of the puzzle. And, of course, one of the biggest communities with the least amount of successes in crowdfunding is the African-American community. Um, but this gives you an opportunity to come on Unify, sign up, and bring together your funding community. So you get all your people reaching out. You go on there. 
Then you organize. People volunteer. They say, okay, well, if we're going to do this, I'm going to volunteer to do this. I'll go out on my street team. I may do this. You have volunteers so that when even at the end of your fundraising, you should have a new structure in order to help you move forth in your mission and new support. And that is the goal of Unify. So for all of those out there, if you belong to organizations, tell us who the um, best candidates are. John? I'm sorry. Yeah, who are the best I'm candidates sorry. to who are the best candidates to be on Unify? All right. Well, yes. Um, you know, communities, organizations, uh, congregations. Um, and definitely people with um, innovative ideas, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a really cool tool because you could use it as, you know, just regular crowdfunding, or, and you could also use it to organize, um, you know, organize those uh, those unities, those funding communities. So um, it, it covers a lot of ground. It covers a lot of ground. Yes. And, you know, just my warning, if you want to be effective, you know, this is what I do. I see a lot of people not being successful, and that's why so many people now have so much training on how to crowdfund. And until you mobilize and organize your community, you're not going to have success on a crowdfunding unless you're just like one in a million because you have this super unique idea that someone got happened to ha- happened to see it and got so excited that they organized communities around it. But the whole success, you know, success of crowdfunding is getting a crowd, but organizing the crowd and forming them ahead of time. And so in Unify, you get to do this. Everybody get to come on. You can organize, you know, you can get everything together in the process. And then once you get everybody together, then on the same platform you can fundraise. So it's really great. So, John, uh, yeah, yeah, I thank you so much for being our guest today, and we are uh, going to roll in. I'd love to actually stay on and listen on because we're going to bring on our next um, segment, and this is our Cooking with Flavor. Uh, now, yesterday, no, Sunday, I did Digital Drummer Show as a co-host, and the women were in the house. Well, today we have the men in the house, and our man of the hour over here at Soul Purpose is the one and only, the polymath, Mr. Anthony Stewart, and he's going to talk to us about cooking with flavor, and he's been listening in to you as well, John. Hi, Anthony. Anthony. Right here. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. <laughs> Anthony? Can yeah, you hear yeah, us? Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I can hear you. Okay. All righty, we just, so I'm exactly, introducing you, bringing you on. on. I'm just introducing you and bringing you on. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Hope everybody's okay. doing good. Yes, yes, yes. So you are here. Um, so did you get a chance to listen in to John? I did get a chance to listen to some of what he was saying, and yes. I thought it was very interesting that he brought up the part about us, you know, being uh, with the whole poverty thing. And yeah. One of the things that I like to comment on that, so far as with uh, our diet and whatnot, is. 
there are a lot of people who receive EBT. And mm-hmm. they might, I think they call it, do they call it the same thing nationally or is it just a certain reason? I know they call it in Philadelphia hey. EBT or Pennsylvania they call it EBT, yeah, okay. so maybe it is nationally. Well, for back, in, well, for um, back in the day. Yeah, Louisville, Lu- <laughs> Lu- 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 yeah. So. Uh-huh. so, anyway, with that, still able to get quality food. And a lot of problems that we have is based on our diet and the food that we're taking in. So a lot of times we're going to the local corner store because of the local corner store will take the EBT card. You know, it's a short trip. They're taking the card, but you're getting this poor quality food. Same thing with going to Snooks. You know, we'll go to, I'm saying Snooks like you know what that story is. But we're going to the local uh, <laughs> grocery store where they still have this poor quality food, and uh, they, they take the EBT card. Well, you can still get healthier food Still using your card, you just need to know where to go and shop. So like I was talking about one time um, when I was on the show about going to the local farmer's markets and the uh, some of these Chinese food stores and the international food stores, they take EBT cards as well because a lot of the Chinese population and, you know, people are on, you know, assistant living as well. So you can go there and get a lot healthier or greater, uh, higher grade of food. Also, a lot of times it's cheaper. So, for example, you might go to Whole Foods and say, all right, well, if I'm getting a, a, a pack of um, uh, scallions or green onions, right? You may say, mm-hmm. okay, well, they're $1.50 at Whole Foods. But you can go get three of them for a dollar over at the uh, at the Chinese grocers or the international grocer. Now, they won't look exactly like they do at Whole Foods. They won't look like the ones that are at, you know, maybe the other grocery stores because some of them, they, you know, they shine them up. They add a little, you know spray them a certain way and do things to them to keep them looking a certain way. But, you know, organic tends to look a little bit more uh, rough, you know, well, <laughs> like it just came yeah. out of the ground. So um, that is the case at a lot of these uh, international stores or, or the farmer's markets. But you can go by there and get them a lot cheaper because they're not going through the processes of having to shine them up, put all the type of lights on them and package them and, you know, have a longer shelf life and put them, you know, up like mm-hmm. they do with these other bigger, these larger grocery stores. So it's just about being able to find the places. I understand, you know, our budgets are low, but it's just about being able to uh, shop critically, you know, for your food yes. and go to the right places, the right locations to find the food that you need so that you can have a healthier diet. And if you have a healthier diet that's more organic, then you're less likely to be susceptible to a lot of these different diseases and things that are out here. Because one yeah. of the things, I don't know if uh, you ever talked about uh, Dr. CB. Are you familiar with him at all? S-E-B-I, no, Dr. Sure. C.B., him, sure. um, and uh, Dr. Africa, who wrote the book uh, African Holistic Health. Both mm-hmm. of them, who they've been out here over 30 years, and they've been curing people of a lot of different diseases, but both of them consistently talk about mucus buildup. And a lot of mucus yes. buildup uh, comes from a lot of these processed sugars and foods that we're eating, these cheap-quality foods. So the mucus will build up in our system to try to get all of this stuff out. So you start coughing, you start sneezing, and the mucus is to carry all of this stuff out of our system. But we're adding so much mucus in there because we're constantly eating. We're not controlling our diet, and we're constantly snacking and putting all these different things in. Our body doesn't have enough time to get rid of all of it. So sometimes you have to assist your body in getting the mucus or helping the mucus to flow out of your body. And that's why we come back to the different types of seasonings and whatnot, like cayenne and ginger and lemon and whatnot. These things help break down uh, the, the coagulation in your system. It helps that mucus transport all of those things out of your system that you're constantly putting into your system. So anyway, getting back to the ma- my main point is just because your budget is low, it does not necessarily mean you have to be susceptible to disease. 
It just means that you have to be more critical in your approach to shopping for the proper foods and seasonings and, you know, things that you need for your diet. Yes. Well, yeah, that's all true. And this is where we're hoping to learn and teach. And that's why I brought Anthony on because, well, he's just one of those gifted, creative people. When he says he's a polymath, he's, he just can do everything, and he's just a creative thinker. And whatever <laughs> he can imagine, he creates. And But, you know, it's not because he has this big wallet that, oh, I can just go off and launch a business. So I think mm-hmm. some of the best people to learn from is who know, who can look at their resources and leverage mm-hmm. what they have into something more. And that is a, mm-hmm. just a needed skill, whether it's in business, it's in life. We we really have what we need. And so this is, again, while we go to the mental and the soul, you have to you also, as you change your diet and your lifestyle, you have to change how you think. And as you change how mm-hmm. you think, you start to see things differently. In places where you thought there was no opportunity, you may you will find opportunity because you're starting to seek it. You what you seek mm-hmm. out, you will find, and what you speak. And for women, and with a man on the phone, <laughs> a couple men on the phone, I'll let you know. And I've even seen this in men. If you if people who are jealous, and they they expect someone to cheat on them. And I've seen people to say it and say it and say it so much, and they seek and they keep looking for the person to cheat. They become so obsessed mm-hmm. with it that eventually that's what you're going to find. And what it is, they mm-hmm. got the person so crazy, whatnot, that they're just they're ready to leave them. And then the moment exactly. they do, it's like I knew it. No, you you mm-hmm. you created. It. <laughs> you created. It. But exactly. and then you find out they had this past history of where they had these situations, and then they had a, a future of bringing that history, recreating it, into future relationships. So mm-hmm. we have to be mindful what we say, what we speak, and what we seek, because you will mm-hmm. find it. And Pastor Joel um, Osteen said, whatever follows I am will seek after you. So when you say I am, you may be mindful what you follow that with because it will come seeking after you. So tell us more about cooking with flavor. Well, Where you know, are we I'm, at I'm today? The flavor thing, you know, the whole the whole diet thing, it has to have flavor. Uh, for example, I was making the other morning, I was making some, uh, what they call pancakes from scratch for some guests that we had over here. I'm not a big pancake eater, but they wanted them. So I made uh, my version of them, which didn't have the, it wasn't the, the whole pre-made, you know, package that you get in the store that you just add water to it, which, by the way, I would like to say, too, Stop buying stuff to say just add water to it because all you have to do is add water to it. What did they come up with to replace everything else? If before, if it takes milk, eggs, <laughs> flour, all these other things, but they were able to, to, to just condense that to a powder, how, what are they doing to keep that like that? And all you got to do is add water, and there you go. You got you got pancakes, you got you got eggs, you got bacon, or whatever the heck it is that you eat. So try to stay away from that. Anyway. I made them. I made the. Uh, I made them pancakes and eggs. So I made the pancakes from scratch. Of course, didn't use any white salt, no white sugar, and you know all the, the healthiest ways I could put it together: wheat flour and all like that. And then I used uh, agave, you know, as a syrup. 
and then I covered the pancakes with uh, some eggs, you know, two sunny-side-up eggs, which I, uh, of course, cooked them with the Layla Spice and the Layla Crunch, and uh, cut the service to them. You know, and they really couldn't really see the pancakes up, and they thought it was just toast or something. So they tasted it and all. They're like, man, this is spectacular. Didn't tell them anything. Didn't tell them, you know, well, I use this, I use this. I just let them eat it. They loved it. Went nuts over it. Like, man, these are the best eggs and pancakes I've ever had. Flavor. I'm telling you, if we could flavor our foods better, we could have our children eating vegetables, eating anything, have people eating the healthiest foods possible. If we can, if I could kill one thing out there, it would be that to eat healthy means to eat tasteless. If I could get rid of that, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I've succeeded because that is insane. And that right there, because we're so advertising, uh, uh, impulse-driven, that rules us. You know, how does it mm-hmm. taste? It look good, but how does it taste? But also, too, and that's something we pass on to our children. With my grandson, now, mind you, you got a baby. I, I, I raised mm-hmm. him from birth. So, you know, you have an mm-hmm. infant. You're feeding them formula or breast milk, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not super flavorful. <laughs> then they move from there. Mm-hmm. He was always a picky eater. He had me worried. The doctor said, when mm-hmm. he's hungry, he'll eat. So, obviously, he was getting enough nourishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used mm-hmm. to, like, cream corn. He would grab it and put it in his mouth. He, um, I was getting into the whole holistic thing around this time. So, I had bought rice puffs. I was, I'm going to figure out how to bake these things. I bought them to bake. So, they're raw rice mm-hmm. puffs. He got in that bag and would grab a handful and just eat them. I mean, and we just turned our lips <laughs> up like, ew. But he was fine. But then my husband was like, mm-hmm. that's not. He needs some sugar. Like, as if I was treating him back, uh, giving him sugar. So they started giving uh, yeah, him sugary yeah. foods, started giving him some. So now, a couple months later, yeah. he had this taste for something he never had. It. He never wanted it. I thought it was nasty, but, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's not hurting him, so why would you then put him on refined sugars? Exactly. And so, exactly. so when we think about this, you also have to think um, about your, your environment. Again, you, then your home. Mm-hmm. Like as we go through the cleanse mm-hmm. and you're really going through your cleanse, you you got to, everybody in the household got to align with it. Because they'll be the first ones mm-hmm. to sabotage. And then when you go outside of mm-hmm. your home, they're not on necessarily on board with you as well. And that's also important with your children, that you have to be strict mm-hmm. about what people can and cannot feed your children, and you should be packing mm-hmm. meals because you find other households eat differently. Exactly. Exactly. Just Even if they just going to go spend the night somewhere, you got to be real careful with that. Yes. Because I, I, I've had, you know, my children go over to, uh, you know, some friends' houses, some people's houses that they know, and, you know, they tell me, you know, Daddy, I, I'm ready to come back home. Like, what's what's going on? Like, they're over here eating, you know, soda, having soda with breakfast. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. they eat soda with cereal. Soda with cereal? Like, yeah. they're pouring soda over the cereal. You know what I'm saying? Here, try it. No, this tastes good. Oh my gosh! Okay, what if, what if it does taste good? Then they they're going to they they're going to become addicted and then form a habit. And once they yeah, form because, the habit of eating, it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, because all addictive elements in the great. soda is already in the sugar. You know, it's already prepackaged and then putting them together. Oh gosh! But yeah, that's why you need to now, Anthony. We have three minutes left. So I want to give you this charge. 
because I forget he's a great author too. And he can do okay. work any prop things together. So together, Anthony, I need you to work with me. So next Tuesday, I want us to launch this 28-day cleanse. I put fall cleanse, but I want to do I've done a lot. But I want you uh-huh. to help out because what has happened is, see, this is your fault. When I go look at recipes <laughs> that are supposed to be healthy, I'm like, wait a minute, uh-huh. y'all got all this processed stuff and you got a raw sugar. These recipes aren't healthy. These aren't. So exactly. I need you to work with me so that we can give them healthy options as far as how to prepare foods that align with okay. the cleanse. So, um,. If we can work on that this week and publish our book, and if anyone that signs up for the okay. cleanse, you can get it free. But other than that, we are going to release it and publish it for paid. So get your opportunity, and um, also Anthony's going to package, which you can get. Um, it'll be part of the things that you purchase as we work on our spirit. While we have affirmation, Anthony has. Um, I'm telling him about. Think, be without doubt. Oh, stop thinking. Be without doubt is a book that I, I've written. But the, the key thing that we need to talk, if we want to talk about that, or implement that into the uh, 28 day uh, fast or cleansing, we need to uh, talk about your favorite week. That needs to be a key part in there. That needs to be number one. And your favorite week is basically starts off with your favorite day. And what I have you to do is wear your favorite clothes. Eat your favorite foods, but we're going to show you how to prepare those, your favorite foods, in a way that is healthiest for you. Mm-hmm. Wear your favorite cologne, perfume. Listen to your favorite music. You, I don't care if it's the same song over and over and over again. Everything is about surrounding you with your favorite things. You can conquer far more things in life when you have on your favorite clothes. Your favorite socks, your favorite stockings, your favorite dress, or your, your favorite, uh, you know, Music is playing around you, you know, have it, in, have it on your, in your car, have it in the cell phone, or have it, you know, wherever it is that you need it. We're trying to surround you with everything that is your favorite so that you can have one of the best experiences in life possible while you're challenging or you're facing the different challenges that life has to offer. So that's definitely one of the things that we need to have in, implemented into the uh, 28-day cleansing. Great, great. So with that, because the first seven days anyway are preparation. So that favorite week will now be, that first week will now become the favorite week because we want Mm -hmm. to, you know, we have to shift you from where you are to prepare you to get ready for the cleanse and make sure you have time to shop and, like, say, get the home together. You know, we're cleansing all kind of environments. So why not do this during Mm -hmm. your favorite week? It helps alleviate the stress. So that's great. Yeah, so... Again, this is just an opportunity how we network, and we have the Google Plus community, but now we're going to also have to form a Uni5. <laughs> so this way we're all working okay. together, lifting each other up. So we all do that as part of that. So um, we're just going to stop streaming in one second, but, you you know, the show is still recording. So what I need both of you gentlemen to do is let everybody know how to follow up with you. I'm going to start with you, John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, if you want to get in contact with him, maybe he's not, um, 
Maybe you can wait for the Sorry. phone. Hello? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Okay, tell everyone how to get in contact with you, how to follow up. All right, right. You could um, you could uh, visit my site. Um, that's www.uni-five.com. Um, mm-hmm. You could also, um, you know, reach me on um, I'm on Google Plus if you look for um, Unifive Community. Okay. I'm on Google Plus, so those are the ways you could reach me. Alrighty, great. And um, Anthony? The best way to uh, get in touch with me is you can go to my website, which is anthonystewart.net. My email is I am, like the letter I's in indigo, M's in Mary, I'm Mm -hmm. at anthonystewart.net. I'm at anthonystewart.net. But if you go to anthonystewart.net, you can find out all about me, and I'm there. You want to know where I'm at? I'm at (laughs) anthonystewart.net. Okay, great. All right. And, um, Anthony, when are the seasonings going to be ready? We want to buy them. I tell, you what, buy. tell you what, I will have those ready. I will have those ready by Friday, which should be our deadline for having the book ready. Okay. And everything is going to launch. So yeah. all I, right. need you, so I need you to call me tomorrow, and we can get together, yeah. and we can knock all this out. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> he makes great products, everyone. <laughs> so, um <laughs> But that's what we're here to do, to unite, come together, support one another, and this is how we really build each other in our communities. And we want to see a healthier community. So, um, okay, both of you, because I've said my piece. You have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. John and then Anthony, you close us out, and then we're going to leave out on a meditation with um, Iana Van Zandt. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what um, Anthony talked about is so... It's really important, you know. I don't want to get the wrong people the wrong idea that impression that you know what you eat and um, you know isn't important. Um, I'm just saying that what we eat, um, where we live, our environment, um, how we treat each other, you know, um, and also the type of jobs that we have and how they are, um, util- how we get to utilize our talent and our gifts within the world. All those things. You know, work together to to to, to um, you know to determine our health, and so um, you know you know we want to we want we want the best life for us and for our people. You know what I mean? And so we have to stay vigilant on healthy food as well as just a total healthy lifestyle. So so yeah, so that's what I wanted to say. That's all. Great, Anthony. Uh, what he said, <laughs> I mean, he summed it all up. He just, he just said it's, it's a whole package, you know. I focus on food, but if, you know, you go to my site, anthonystewart.net, I do so many different things and embrace so many different aspects of myself and of life because it, it, it helps you, it motivates you to want to be here longer, to live longer, to be enthusiastic about life. So we have yeah. to get into the habit of thinking about what kind of day am I having, what type of quality life, what am I doing with my life? So, yeah, I agree with him totally because you're not going to be motivated to eat healthy if you don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well eat anything if you're trying to die right. commit suicide. Right. You know, so, yeah, that, what he said. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Everyone have a great day and a great week, and we want to um, do some guided meditation with Iana Van Zandt. And see you next Tuesday. Have a Soul Purpose Tuesday.
Welcome. This guided meditation will support you in creating peace within your mind and your life. We begin by just getting comfortable. You may want to sit or lie down. Close your eyes or focus your gaze upon one spot in the room. We start with relaxation. Start to relax your body, beginning with your feet. Just allow the feeling of relaxation to fill your feet. Feeling heavy, loose, and relaxed. Relax your ankles, your lower legs, your knees. Allow the relaxation to continue. Relaxing your upper legs, just let the muscles of your legs completely go. Feeling very heavy and relaxed. Relax your hips and your pelvis and all the surrounding muscles. Feel your stomach and your lower back. Relaxing. Allow the muscles to give up their hold and relax. Feel the relaxation in your chest, your back, your sides. Feeling very relaxed, very heavy, but awake and aware. Let your hands relax. Relax your hands all the way from your fingertips to your wrists. Feel your lower arms relaxing and letting go. Relax your elbows and your upper arms. Just allow them to be heavy, loose. of your neck to relax, letting go, relax, now relax your face and your head, and here's the secret, allow your tongue to relax in your mouth and your entire body will relax, feel it now, feel your entire body relaxing even more deeply, deeply, becoming completely relaxed, loose, heavy, comfortable, relaxed, and set an intention to remain awake and aware. turn our attention inward even more deeply and we breathe. Find the rhythm of your breath 
your inhale and your exhale. Relax into your breath and allow the breath to breathe you. Long, deep inhale and long, deep exhale. Awake, aware, relaxed, we breathe. Remain focused on your inhale and your exhale. Relax the face, the shoulders, 